0: In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Welcome to Faith Moments. I'm your host, Dina Marie, and we are entering into the 19th week in Ordinary Time. It's Sunday, August the 8th. For those of you who are joining us on the 8th of August, I also want to recognize our Dominican friends who celebrate an 800th anniversary today. So God bless you on this Feast of St. Dominic, as well as we are entering into this 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. I want to begin with a part of a prayer that I have found that's attributed to St. John Chrysostom, and he is known as one who has, has the golden tongue. I love that attribute of St. John Chrysostom, one who can speak and share so well with his words. And so this is an ancient prayer as we call upon the Holy Spirit to guide us in this time to ponder reflection and our scriptures together. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. O oh, Lord Jesus Christ, open the eyes of my heart that I may hear your word and understand and do your will. For I am a sojourner upon the earth. Hide not your commands from me, but open my eyes that I may perceive, that I may perceive the wonders of your law. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Wow. Just in those couple of words from St. John Chrysostom, open the eyes of my heart. I am a sojourner upon the earth. Open my eyes that I may perceive the wonder of your law. And As we enter into these scriptures, these readings for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time, there is this challenge from Jesus to open the eyes of your heart, to believe, to see the sign that is in front of you. And we're also going to see something from Elijah as we hear a little bit more about his story in the book of Kings. So let's get into the scripture and we'll talk a little bit about some of the messages that are coming through our readings today. Our first reading is from the book of Kings. Elijah went a day's journey into the desert until he became until he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it. He prayed for death saying, "This is enough, O Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my fathers." He lay down and fell asleep under the broom tree. But then an angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. Elijah looked, and there at his head was a hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he lay down again. But the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and ordered, Get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. He got up, ate, and drank. Then, strengthened by that food, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God, Orb. The word of the Lord. Wow. What a wonderful story that we hear from Elijah. And if you read before this this particular account. And if you read after, you get the whole kind of sense of where Elijah is, because as you know, in the story, or hopefully many of you know, he's running from Jezebel, right? Queen Jezebel, who wants to kill him. And so he has run and finally found this place under the broom tree. So he certainly feels like he's become a failure. He hasn't been able to um, accomplish all the God had wanted him to do. And he's, he's running for his life. And so here we find Elijah resting under the broom tree. But the great message that I receive from here is how much God provides, how much God is always going to be there when we feel like we're a failure, when we're running from trouble, when we think I just don't, I just don't have it in me to go on anymore. And and that's what we hear actually in this kind of, this desperation of Elijah. That is enough, oh Lord. I mean, he did all of these wonderful things through God to, to kill all of those that were, that were worshiping Baal, but he's running from his life. And Queen Jezebel is, is just determined that she is going to kill Elijah. And he just feels like I'm just a failure, And yet look at where God is. He even sends an angel, right? That an angel provides this hearth cake and a jug of water to help nourish him along the way. And we're not talking just physical nourishment here. Certainly God provides the spiritual nourishment that we need when we're in really difficult times. And that's really the message that I've really drawn from this reading from Kings today is how much God nourishes me in times of of difficulty, in times where I've thought, And and I've thought a few few times in my life where I thought, you know, I just don't think I can go on any longer in this particular path, or I just don't think that I'm really accomplishing what I'm supposed to be accomplishing. I feel like a failure. I don't even feel like God maybe is with me in this moment. And yet that's when the Lord is with us the closest in those times where we're having difficulties when we need to depend upon him more. And so what a great example Elijah can give us that We should act in trust, not in fear, not in this desperation that take my life, Lord. No, but in trust that the Lord God will provide. And he did certainly provide enough food that he was sustained for 40 days and 40 nights. You know, that the Lord gives us everything we need. Let's look into the Responsorial Psalm because it's just such... Encouraging words from Psalm 34. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us together exalt his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him that you will be radiant with joy and your faces may not blush with shame. When the afflicted man called out, the Lord heard and from all his distress, he saved him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. And can't you just visualize, again, the story back into the book of Kings with Elijah under the broom tree that the Lord is providing in those times where we most need him, that he delivers me from all our fears. That's the cry of the one who trusts us in the Lord to deliver me from my fears and to bring me into a full trust and belief in God. We've been hearing a lot from St. Paul, and we're continuing in this letter to the Ephesians in our second reading. This is a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, chapter four. Brothers and sisters, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were sealed for the day of redemption. All bitterness, fury, anger, shouting, and reviling must be removed from you along with all malice, and be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you in Christ. So be imitators of God and beloved children, and live in love as Christ loved us and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God for a fragrant aroma the word of the Lord. St. Paul here in this letter to the Ephesians. And of course, it's a larger piece of, of a letter that we're getting, we're only getting a little glimpse of it but one of the things that I heard from, uh, actually from Father Nathie this morning at Holy Redeemer Parish, was just this sense of of Saint Paul giving the Ephesians this way of life, and just in this particular piece of the Scripture, this sentence is really powerful. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Can you think about what would grieve? the Holy Spirit of God? What kind of behavior, what kind of turning away from all good, all truth, all beauty would be grieving the Holy Spirit of God? These are the behaviors and the way that St. Paul is warning us to stay away from. And he's going to give you a list of them, right? Because we were sealed with Christ for the day of redemption. So we're sealed with with how we should live with that gift of baptism. But he's saying to eliminate bitterness, fury, anger, shouting, revilence, malice, all of this must be removed because these are the things that will lead us on the path to destruction. You know, the world, the flesh, and the devil. The devil would love for us to follow anger, bitterness, fury, malice, uh, all of these things. These are not the ways that God wants us to behave. And so if we find ourselves in a situation where we may be tempted for anger, for fury, et cetera, we need to take a checkup from the neck up, as one of my friends would say, what's going on? What's happening in your life? Where are you with God? Get back on track with the Lord Jesus Christ. So be imitators of God. This is how we are to live. In the midst of our enemies, in the midst of our neighborhoods, in all circumstances, not just when things are going well, but to live in love, be kind to one another, compassionate, and forgiving. This is really, this unforgiveness is such the spirit of evil and, and harm that is in the world. If we don't have forgiveness, this is where so much difficulty and, and discouragement come from. And so St. Paul's really trying to encourage the Ephesians, and I believe encouraging us today in his words, to be imitators of God and to really look at our actions, look at our behaviors. Is our behavior leading us to the world, the flesh, and the devil, or are our behaviors leading us to the kingdom of God? And that's where we need to go. Okay. Here's the the gospel from St. John. And again, we continue this week in reading the gospel of St. John chapter six, which is also known as the discourse of the bread of life. A reading from the Holy gospel, according to John, the Jews murmured about Jesus because he said, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. And they said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? Then how can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered and said to them, stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draw him and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets. They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The gospel of the Lord. Wow. There is so much in here. But I want to go to a couple of things in this reflection And to look at, uh, one question I have to ask myself is, when am I murmuring? When am I grumbling? As we hear in the first sentence of this scripture, the Jews murmured about Jesus. And of course, Jesus has in the past couple of weeks in these readings, you know, fed the multitude with the loaves and fishes. He's been showing us these miracles and showing them to the people. Yet he wants to reveal more about who he truly is. He is the bread of life. He is come down. He has come down from heaven to feed us, to give us eternal life. And so, when in my life, when in your life, have you murmured? Have you questioned God? Have you not believed in the true presence of Jesus Christ in your life, with you today, with you for always? When have we murmured and not seen the sign? It's quite ironic that Jesus is standing in front of the people. And the people are saying, you know, to give us a sign, to show us a sign. They're looking for this sign. And the sign, the truth, the bread of life is standing before them. He's given them all of these verbal cues and reaching out with his heart. And yet the people will only go to what they see. When have you only saw a relationship, a circumstance, a situation for just what you could see. And you didn't look further. You didn't go deeper. You didn't ponder or invite the Holy Spirit to guide you in discerning a relationship, a particular situation going on in your life, things that you're pondering that we maybe stop before we really see the deepness, the true presence of God with us. And here Jesus is telling the people, I am with you. I, I am that bread of life. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Uh, Father Emmanuel, who I've been listening to every week said this, you know, we hear Jesus and he talks about this very often, right? That he is the bread of life. Well, what's the opposite of that? The bread of death. Well, what is the bread of death? And maybe you can think about Jesus being tempted in the desert by the devil. And one of those temptations is, you know, telling Jesus, go ahead and turn these stones into bread and to feed yourself. You're hungry. Well, if you're the son of God, you certainly can make bread happen. And certainly he could do that. Uh, But Jesus challenges him that the word of God is the bread of heaven. And so it's that temptation for pride, that temptation to self-satisfy, that temptation of selfishness, Do do, do what you can do for yourself, do whatever you need to do for yourself so that you're satisfied. That's the bread of death, that feeding of yourself to just glorify yourself. That is all of the devil. That's the bread of death. And you will never be satisfied. This is the whole point that Jesus is telling the people, I'm flesh for the the life of the whole world. You will never thirst or hungry again with my food. You know, the bread of death, the bread of the world, the bread of the flesh, the bread of the devil. You will want more and more and more, and we'll turn. And this is where addictions come from. This is where family breakdowns come from. This is, this is where the devil wins. But you know, Jesus Christ is the King of the universe, and he gives us freely his flesh, his bread for life. And so in times where we may be tempted for the, the bread of the day, what will satisfy my needs right now. May we turn to Jesus Christ, the true bread, the bread of life. There's a beautiful quote from St. Thomas Aquinas. Many of you probably know this better than I do. Faith will tell us Christ is present when our senses fail, right? That Jesus is, is challenging the people of this day to believe that, That those who believe have eternal life. That belief comes from the faith. And faith is what will tell us that Christ is present. Faith helps our eyes. This is the prayer that we prayed today. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, open the eyes of my heart. This is faith telling us that Christ is present. That we hear your word. Help us to hear your word. God's word speaks to us in the scripture from the book of Kings, in the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, in the Psalm for today, and definitely in the gospel, in his own words, in his own example, in the gospel of John chapter six. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, that our faith will tell us Christ is present even when our senses fail. The senses failed for the people of this day in the gospel reading. Their senses are failing them. They're limiting themselves to just their senses, not the eyes of their heart. And Jesus is calling out today, open wide the eyes of your heart that we can perceive the wonders of your law. continue to ponder and to read the scriptures. I really encourage you to read a little bit more of the book of Kings, continue to read in that gospel. We're going to get back into it, the gospel of John in the next few weeks. And also St. Paul His reading to the Ephesians. That letter to the Ephesians helps us to really look at what are the behaviors? What are the really ways in which Christ has really called me to live my life? I'd encourage you to continue to join me on this podcast. Thanks to matri Radio. You can find this on a podcast at matredayradio.com. You can also uh, go ahead and subscribe to the video on the YouTube page, and you can find all that information at dinamarie.org. Peace be with you, and we look forward to talking with you next week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week.